Hello and welcome to masterclass number six. Massive congratulations on completing our first five training calls. And I'm so excited today to be introducing our trainers. They are Executive National Vice President Partnership of Caroline and Bill McFarlane. They are our upline and it's an absolute honor to be part of their nation. Caroline started her business in 2007 and her saying yes to this opportunity has now impacted tens of thousands of lives. After placing her initial business order, she became the UK's very first regional vice president just 16 short weeks after making that decision. And then 14 months later, she became the UK's very first national vice president. Bill McFarlane is a well-known sports journalist, an acclaimed author and founder of his successful media company, Pink Elephant Communications. They build their Arbon business together and spend their time between their home in Glasgow and their villa in Portugal, appropriately named Casa Arbon. They are globally respected in this industry and to me the absolute epitome of Arbon. And with an online empire spanning all seven markets that we currently trade in and a business that turns over in excess of $5 million a month, I couldn't think of anyone better to share their knowledge with you today on this masterclass that we've entitled Handling Objections and Key Language. Thank you so much, Caroline and Bill, for being on this call with us today. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Pass straight over to you. Okay. Hello everybody, this is Caroline, obviously, and um, yeah, we're talking today about handling objections, and I just want to talk to you briefly about when I started this business in 2007, I came across lots and lots of objections, and I was really taught by Bill how to handle them, but the thing was that although I was handling objections because Arbonne was an unknown word, network marketing was an unknown quantity in the UK as well, but the objections that we come up against then are exactly the same as the objections that you will come up against as a brand new consultant. So one of the first things I had to do was one of my daughter, who's now an executive national vice president, Emma Sangster, one of her friends was interested in joining the business. She went home full of enthusiasm about it and she spoke to her mum and dad. And her dad said, absolutely don't sign anything until I can get in front of Caroline and ask her all the questions that I've got listed. So he drew up a huge list of questions and objections and asked to meet me um, for a coffee. Lucky for me, I took Bill along and he, he and I both managed to handle the objections so clearly that at the end of it, he said to his daughter, I totally get what this business is about. I totally support you in it. And that was, real, that was due to handling these these objections properly. Now, it's basically like a highway code. Once you know what to say, then you will never be faced again by being asked a difficult question. The thing is that all the questions we're asked in this business, there's an answer to all of them. There's a positive answer to all of them because this, I believe, is the most ethical business that I've come across. So all you have to do is to answer honestly, ethically, and Decide that if you don't know the answer, the best answer is actually say that you don't know. But I'll hand over to Bill for his input. Now, a lot of people are scared of being asked questions, and it's very simple. It's because they worry that they don't know the right answer. Caroline's already touched on the fact that I don't know is a possible answer to a question. And rather than feeling ignorant because you don't know, you're showing your 
confidence that you can say that you don't know, but that you will find out. But I really just want to talk for a minute about why it's important to handle objections. I can go back 28 years when I used to go into clients cold who had objections to the prices I was going to charge them for media training and presentation skills. And only if I could handle every one of their objections would I walk out of that meeting with the business. Arbon is exactly the same. And I embrace people handling, uh, asking awkward questions because it means they're curious. Sometimes somebody sitting in silence is the most difficult situation because how are we to work out what they're thinking? If they ask us questions, we can work out what they're thinking, but better still, we can help them think positively about the solutions to each of the challenges. Now, what are the answers to questions? If you start positively each time, it's a platform that builds to an answer that's going to add some value to what you're seeing. Let me give you some examples. If I were to say to Caroline, so is this an easy business or is it difficult? First of all, if I asked you the question, Caroline, is it an easy business? What's your answer to that? I would say, no, it's not, but it's very simple. Now, there you are. Uh, no is the correct answer to that question because sometimes we just want to appease people and we want to cajole them we want it to sound very easy but there's the right answer is it easy no but it is simple but what Caroline did was she answered the question directly but then she went on to make an important point if you like correcting the misperception about it so let me ask another one that will have a different answer so I mean if you found this fun absolutely this is the important part of this business is that it is fun. We make sure that this business is fun. So there's a positive answer. A positive answer can be absolutely and, and of course and yes, they're positive answers. Okay, so, so here's another one. Exactly how many people are in your team? I don't know. It's impossible to say. But what I do know is that we turn over a lot of money and there's a lot of commission and a lot of products turned over at the end of the month. And the more that you, the harder you work at this, the bigger your team is going to be. So the thing is, this is all about you and your business. Now, did it really matter that Caroline started, I don't know? Well, well, it, it, yes, it does matter because if she were to say, oh yes, it's 41,272, she'll be wrong because somebody else will have joined the team by the time that answers out her mouth. It's impossible sometimes to have the exact answer. What, what exactly are the ingredients in that? I don't know, but I'll find out for you. Now, all that shows is a willingness for the new consultant to help the person to answer the question and therefore succeed. And here's a, another curious one, which is more difficult to guess. Um, let, me, let me think of a good example of this from Carrie. If I said to you, uh, exactly how long would it take me to get to regional vice president? too early to say it depends how hard you work at it and there are lots of people who do this in a shorter time and there are lots of people who do it in a longer time and it's absolutely down to you so it's too early to say is the fourth positive answer to a question it's too early to say often it's too early to say we see an election night that it looks as if the conservatives will squeeze home with a small majority what do you think whoever interviewee A. Uh, well, I don't know. It's too early to say. I want to see more results declared before we can see who's going to be in power in Westminster. It's too early to say. Now, now you've got four starting stepping points to answers. Yes, no, I don't know, and it's too early to say. What Caroline did, though, was she built a positive answer onto each of them. And here, all we need to be able to do that is to have a bank of good things to say. 
Now, I regard these as like playing cards in a pack, 52 playing cards. You want to be producing your aces and kings and queens when people are asking questions. And as long as you've given a yes, no, I don't know, it's too early to say answer, then it allows you to move on to one of your aces, kings or queens from your playing cards of things that you know to be true, that you've learned from your upline, from Leanne, from us, from others, or things you've learned from the website, or points you want to make personally. And I would just say to everybody, embrace the awkward questions because it's going to allow you to move forward with confidence. If that person's asked you half a dozen awkward questions in a meeting and you've answered them all positively, they go home and speak perhaps to their partner at home. They then have some good answers to the awkward questions they can be asked and it's far likelier that they'll stay and that they'll stick. And I would just also like to say that when you say, I don't know, you follow that up by saying, but I'll find out for you. Because there's always somebody in the business who can answer something that you can't. So the first thing you do is you say you don't know. Then you say, but I'll get back to you within 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever, whatever suits to get back to them with the answer. And then you contact your sponsor. And then if they don't have the answer, you keep going up the line until you get the answer to your question. And I have to say, a lot of the questions can be found on the source which is our, our own resource for consultants on the website. So let me show you what it like, it's like when somebody asks you a series of awkward questions and what you get back is a series of direct answers. So I'm going to ask you, Caroline, some of the questions that you've been asked and I've been asked down the years to which we've given positive responses. Okay, now they're all chestnuts, they're old favourites. And rather than being frightened by these questions, embrace them, know that there's a good answer to each and every one of them. And all you have to do is use the technique of the direct answer to the direct question plus one of your playing cards to win the argument. Here we go. I am a skeptical, let's call me a cynical uh, father of a consultant who's in her 20s. I'm in my 50s. I've seen all this before. I know it doesn't work, so here it goes. Right. Now, I don't know if you've heard, Karen, of pyramid schemes, but there used to be lots of pyramid schemes exposed in television. Is Arbonne a pyramid scheme? Absolutely not. And I'll explain why. We've got amazing products that people are wanting. Now, depending on how hard you work, you could, you could start somebody tomorrow and they could become more successful than you. Now, for instance, I've got two, three, maybe four people in my team who are actually making more money than me. So that's a very fair, it's more, the most ethical business I've come across because of that. Sure, but you get in early 10 years ago and it sounds to me as if it's a land grab and the people who get in early, they must be more successful than others. Well, interesting about that, I actually started 27 years after the company had started and two of the people I'm talking about who are earning more money than me started after me. Well, what about um, saturation? Because it must be in, in the area I'm in completely saturated. I mean, I've seen five or six of these white Mercedes around. It seems everybody's doing Arbonne. Is it saturated? Absolutely not. In fact, there are three national vice presidents, four national vice presidents in Scotland and they all live within a square mile of each other. So that just shows you how, how much we have to grow. Right, I've looked at the catalogue. Aren't the products very expensive? It depends what you're comparing them with. Um, I mean, what kind of car do you drive? Um, a Mercedes as it happens. <laughs> and why don't you drive a Fiat? Well, I mean, I like a nice car. And it's the same goes with products. So you've got to watch what you're comparing with. Our products are full of good things. So you need to watch what you're comparing with. Has anybody ever quit your team? Well, absolutely. 
yeah, but it's, it's up to each individual and the people who keep going are the people who get to the top. Surely there must be some people who just aren't cut out for this. Absolutely. And as, as I say, it's a very individual thing. And the people who have the belief and the commitment and the determination and they're hardworking and they understand it and they want to keep going will get all the support from us and we will support them to get to the top of the company. So, so do you just get four people and you get them to bung in some orders and then you sit back and you let them do all the work? No, we've got a very, very simple strategy of building a team which is consisting of preferred clients who get a discount if they just love the products and people who are building a business who are earning commission. And, and I mean, my, my daughter, Leanne, I mean, she's 24. I mean, how, how quickly will she get to be a national vice president? It's too early to say. It depends how much she puts into the business because the more you put in, the more you get out. And does she have to put in thousands of pounds of orders to begin with? Because she doesn't have that money. No, absolutely not. She has to put in as much as she can afford. This is a business like any other, so therefore you have to invest time and money into products. And for instance, when I started, I invested probably a similar amount of money to a good laptop. And that started me off in the business, which is now turning over a lot of money. And she can do the same, but it's up to her to decide what her budget is and we will tailor her business to that. What we need to do is we need to manage expectations. So obviously people who don't put in so much money, it will take a bit longer to get started, but there are ways of building that inventory of product. You know, but if I give her a couple of thousand pounds to get started and she uses that for business order, is she guaranteed to succeed? No. The only thing that will guarantee your success is how much drive she puts into it and how committed she is to the business. Mm. Isn't she too young? Oh, absolutely not. We've got incredible people who just turned 18. We've also got people who are in their 80s, so this business is really for everybody. I'm 59. Am I too old? Absolutely not. You're the same age as me. <laughs> Actually, I'm a year older. Okay, then. there you are. Now, you would be unlucky if somebody hit you with that stream of objections one after the other. But we have been asked all of these questions and more. And it's your ability to answer them with belief that then gives that person belief in what you're saying and the belief to take this on further. So overcoming objections is an absolutely vital part of moving on with Arbonne. I've seen people who were good at it to begin with, but frankly, most people are nervous about it. And those who've done best have learned how to do it. Caroline embraced these techniques in the early days, but you know, we've got a whole load of people who are now national vice presidents, then they were district and area managers, together in a, a little village hall in, uh, near Guildford in Surrey almost 10 years ago. And it's amazing, by embracing these techniques, that group of people became hugely successful. I absolutely agree. And what I would suggest you do is you listen to this time and time again, and then you do some role play, either with your sponsor or with people in your team, so that you're all singing from the same hymn sheet. And so that when somebody asks you a question like that, you answer directly and honestly. And that's the way that you will get your people on board. And that's really all there is to overcoming objections. Go into a meeting prepared, ask yourself what some of the difficult questions may be, ask yourself what the answer would be. If you're unsure, check with your upline. But the more often you do that, and the more you do it with confidence, the further you get down the road. And remember that body language really counts as well, so make sure that you look people in the eye when you're answering them, because that goes a long way to integrity as well. Well, that's really it from us. I trust this has been of interest and of help. Put it into practice and see the results grow.
Absolutely. Bye-bye and thanks for having us join you. Bye now. Thank you so much, Caroline and Bill. I could literally listen to you all day. Um, so much great information in there. But for, for those listening to the call now, as, as Caroline and Bill have just said, questions are the best way for you to learn as well. So if you would like any more clarification on anything you've heard today, please get in touch with your direct business partner. But now just simply text them with two things that have really resonated with you from this call today. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to sharing masterclass number seven with you. Thank Thank you so much, Caroline and Bill.